like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. Hey everyone, it's Heather. I know you're here to listen to the podcast, but did you know I also offer all kinds of online consulting services? Stuff like webinars, book studies, curriculum training and consultation, and even companion activities for podcast episodes to use for staff development. If you're interested, you can check out my website at www.thatearlychildhoodnerd.com or you can email me at heather at thatearlychildhoodnerd.com. Thanks for listening. Grab your highlighters. Can't find them? They're probably right there in your pocket protector. It's time for that Early Childhood Nerd Podcast. Let's get nerdy. Here's Heather. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of That Early Childhood Nerd. I'm Heather Burnt Santee. Uh, feeling a little giggly. That's weird. <laughs> Not really. Um, I feel like all I do if I re-listen to podcasts is um, it feels like all it is is me laughing my stupid laugh. Um, but anyway, Sam Balch is here. Hi. And I haven't talked to Sam in forever, let alone recorded with you. So I'm so glad you're here. I'm just here. happy to be here. Yay. And I don't think your giggle is stupid. I think it's lovely and beautiful. Okay, great. <laughs> all right. So Steve said that too. So it must be true. Two people have said it. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so Sam had an interesting idea for this episode. Um, she is going to talk, ask me questions about teaching at a college. Cause I've been start, yes. I started to do that. So, um, so I'm excited because if nothing else, I'll learn something about myself as I try to search for answers. Um, <laughs> uh, but also I feel pretty good about the semester. I'm just winding down. So Yay. this might be the best time to ask me questions <laughs> for public, uh, broadcast. Um, but let me, let me, uh, give a quote cause that's what we have to do. So this is from, um, teaching adults, active learning for early childhood educators by Elizabeth Jones. I'll read the quote and then maybe do a little explaining of why I feel like this might be a good kickoff for this conversation. Um, but she says early in the book, the care of others, children is a human service increasingly, increasingly provided, not by kinfolk and neighbors, but by strangers Teachers and caregivers, like social workers, doctors and nurses, attorneys and police officers, have significant power over the lives of others. They can neglect or cure, demean or empower the human beings to whom they provide services. So, I mean, I literally just was looking through a book to find a quote as Sam logged on for this recording, but I do feel like um, uh, that's a good starting point for me to talk about why, um, why I want to teach adults um i've done i've done training in different jobs of adults who are you know working in centers but this sort of formal college stuff i've just started a year ago 
Um, and it was the whole goal of getting my master's degree so I could do this at the community college here. Um, it's the same community college where I got my associate's degree when I went back to school in my forties. So, um, so there's all kinds of, of personal connection, but, but I do feel really strongly that people who are studying to do the work, even though a lot of them are already doing the work and then coming to classes, um, can impact so many more children than I can impact on my own. So I take it really seriously. Um, and I feel very strongly about it. And, um, uh, usually what I get from the students is like, Oh, I love your energy. <laughs> that's, like, that's not energy. That's obsession. <laughs> so that's, anyway, that's I feel a like beautiful, that relatable quote, right? There. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that quote, uh, from the book, not my obsession quote is a good place to start this conversation. Um, although what I've learned from doing the series that I'm doing with my Cuber, where he asks me questions about previous episodes, um, it makes me really nervous to be, to be questioned. Well, well, if I had known that, I would not have suggested this. Well, I wouldn't I have accepted it if I was afraid of it. I just, you know, you never know. I'm, I'm on the other side of it now. So, well, I'm glad that you're embracing this vulnerability and this nervousness <laughs> yeah, in yeah. what I hope is really not that terrifying. It's not um, terrifying. It's just a little like, and I, I feel like I should clarify for the listeners, me asking this was also incredibly selfish oh. because I'm low-key interested in teaching at the college <laughs> level. I, I think that sounds exciting. Uh -huh. I just finished my master's degree on Sunday. Yay. So like, Congratulations. I, thank you. I'm like, this is like, I feel like this is a cool step. Yeah. Like I love the idea of working, like you said, impacting children, you know, myself working with them mm -hmm. in a classroom during the day and then reaching the adults that are going to reach so many more yeah. children in, yeah. you know, the afternoons and evenings or on the weekends. Like, I love the yeah. idea of that. I think that's how I could potentially impact meaningful change mm -hmm. in the world on a scale. That exactly. Yes. So I guess my first, my first question would be, were you excited by, inspired by your own teachers at the college level because of the things they said or did or in spite of the things they said or did like are you the kind of person that wanted to like correct the record and like all of my teachers taught me wrong I need to teach this new oh, generation other things a, a lot of, I mean there's some of both um I feel like in my associates so I did I went back to school in my 40s I got my associates and then went and did the bachelor's and then you know it was all separate it wasn't just like the and each time in between I was like well do I really want to go do the next thing um, but anyway, I felt like actually my associates was more meaningful in that way. Like, um, of course there were things that I felt like I was, they weren't getting right because, um, I'd been in the field for 20 years at that point and, right. um, uh, you know, I had done a lot of reading and self-educating and that kind of thing. Um, but when I got into the higher levels, it's definitely in spite of what, <clears throat> what they were teaching. And um, part of it is my early, my associates was specifically early childhood. And then when I did my my bachelor's and my master's, those were both part of programs that had been absorbed by the LED department. And so uh. it was a mix of um, LED and some early childhood thrown in. Like there was, it was a lot of content and how to teach classes and not much like development and um caring and relationships and stuff so um 
knowing that some of my students now in the courses I'm teaching are going to move on to those programs um, makes me really want to um, take very seriously what I'm doing now in terms of really talking about the the reality of early childhood settings and the different right. kinds of things you can do. And it it's not all just three to five-year-olds in half-day preschools <laughs> and, right. and school pre-K programs. It's And sometimes it's messy, but what an honor it is. And I, I, I really feel strongly because if they stop with that associate's degree, then that's great. I've given them what I feel like is a good start for that. And if they move on, then I hope that I've helped them think critically enough that as they as they move into some stuff that is maybe aimed at seven and eight-year-olds but presented as early childhood they'll have that that foundation absolutely I think and I know we've had that conversation before a, a little bit about how it's it's seeming like on the community college and associates level that's really where a lot right. of like the heart yeah of these early childhood programs are and then when you move to the higher levels in education, the bachelor's and the master's. Like you just said, even for myself finishing my master's degree, a lot of it was aimed at seven and eight-year-olds, despite my concentration specifically saying birth to age eight. Right, yes, Experiential learning in early childhood. We're we're talking about first grade. Right, That's really what we're talking about. Which I don't even think, I don't even think that that's the fault. I'll say fault, but I don't, it's stronger than I want to really say of the people teaching those courses necessarily as it is just the way the system is sort of settled in um, to, you know, not as many people are going to get early childhood degrees because the pay is garbage. So they don't want to do a four year um, degree with college loans and then go work for $8 an hour. Um, Absolutely. And I think that really lends credence to what you're doing. If students in your classes are stopping at the associates level you have given them so much i hope so that that <laughs> they can they can go into this field and impact meaningful change uh-huh. without needing to potentially slog through four years of classroom management and teaching math in elementary school educational psychology right those are all, all the great things, things but it's not what i needed for the work i was doing um, absolutely and this kind of i guess ties into a second question and also something that I guess just always sits with me like when people ask what my job is Uh for me personally you know my first reaction isn't always to say you know like I'm a teacher like my job is to help create a more just and equitable world and Uh avenue with which I am doing that is through teaching young children Mm -hmm. so how how do you view this teaching at the college level especially with you, like you just said, these people are potentially going into a field where the pay is garbage and they will be treated maybe not very well mm-hmm. and they should be treated much better. Yeah. So knowing knowing that they're going into something that's really noble and wonderful and they have so much stacked against them. Yeah. Like how, how do you view that sort of like revolutionary act of firing them up for it and advocating for themselves. Yeah. yeah so the, the course that I'm just finishing up right now is actually introduction to early childhood ed- education. And it's been my favorite so far of what I'm teaching, because I do feel like some, some of them are brand new and some of them are working in centers and have to come get their degree, you know, to keep the job or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I feel like I have been able to open the door to sort of a wider world of what it could be 
um, because I feel like the ones who are just coming in and are young and don't really know what they want to do, they have in mind, um, I'll be a preschool teacher in a half day Mm -hmm. preschool and it will be perfect. Um, Or they are currently working in a childcare program and, um, and I know what those some of those programs look like when they tell me where they work, I can be like, okay, here's what I need to talk to you about. (laughs) But I feel like just by um, what I try to do, I guess, is uh, share a lot of my own story, Um, how I came into the profession sort of accidentally and fell in love with it and what I love about it. And uh, so, so my own experience helps with that, but also I try to be very intentional about using words like this is an honor. This is an amazing opportunity to be this for that, for a child or to be that for a child, um, and make some connections in that way. So they start to see that it's not just, um, uh, um, a job that, you know, is predictable every day. And if I just plan it right, everything will run smoothly. And that's what teaching is. Um, I can, I can hopefully get them excited for what it could also be not necessarily that what they're currently doing is not enough, but here's what it could also be. And here's why we're all so lucky to be part of it. Um, right. I think then that sort of buffers that sort of social misunderstanding of, of what our jobs are and the low wages and um the really hard work that it is yeah absolutely and to to hear that over and over you know that will become solidified Mm, for people right when they when they keep hearing that this job is an honor this isn't just something that I'm gonna do Uh because I don't know what else to do Uh this is or it's not just something I'm doing because I like kids which is great and wonderful like we always have that conversation as in some way (laughs) that's always part of it is that that's a great start but here's what it could be or here's how right a little here's that yeah like daring people to see beyond this like have you know what what brave conversations can you have with these children right you know what topics can you get into here's the kind of child you won't like but here's what you can be for them Exactly. Exactly. Like you're not going to love every student that's in your room and that's okay Uh because uh trying to do that is going to burn you out. Right. Yeah. And how much, how much autonomy can you sacrifice? How much control can you give? Mm -hmm. What can these things look like? I'm always like, I, I am so interested in the idea of seeing other adults turn their ideas of early childhood on their head. You know, mm-hmm. if they're coming from that sort of, I don't know how I would describe it. Like I, the word that's coming to mind, and I, I don't know if this makes any sense to anyone else, is like this Pinterest preschool classroom, Yeah. right? Like if this is their idea of early childhood, like yes. we make apples in the shape of an A with construction paper and we put them on our door as decorations. Like uh-huh. that's lovely, you know, that's a beautiful picture. <laughs> and I would and... love- I would love to see one of my, um, I don't know if she listens to this, but if you do, hi, Julie, Uh, one of my previous, one of my previous um, supervisors was, was teaching me instead of saying, but try saying, and, Uh and see how you see how your conversations change. So now I say, and a lot. Perfect. I do it with children. It's very funny. Uh Um, So, and your door decorations look lovely. What would happen if you let the children be in charge of that? Uh-huh. What would happen 
if. Uh-huh. And I think part of the reasons I'm so personally invested in that is because I saw it happen with myself oh. because I started doing like that sort of self-education. I literally tumbled into the world of childcare bar and yes. grill and that like <laughs> both really made and potentially ruined my life at this point. Like, cause now I'm all in, I know. I'm like hardcore groupie. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, I've got so many different books. I'm always uh-huh. reading stuff. Yes. I'm like rousing rabble. Wherever I know. I, I just started a new book and I'm like, this is going to, I'm going to read myself out of a job. Like I'm so <laughs> excited about the sort of controversial position of this book. Maybe right? stop so- reading before I, over progressive myself right. you know just like how far left can I go at this right. point? what's left am I gonna is it gonna be a circle I don't right. know right um, and that's part of the excitement for me yeah. okay so for <laughs> to hear that that could happen mm-hmm. with adults like even just through the course of a semester to see yeah. how their ideas change because I've seen it with children I've yeah. seen how children's ideas can change yeah so well I would- I did oh sorry Oh no, I was just going to say like, um, what would happen with adults yeah. that you can have like a more deep conversation with, with like bigger vocabulary words. Yeah. So I, one of the things I did differently this eight, so I'm doing a second eight week class right now. In the beginning of the semester, I did two eight week classes. Um, but one of, one of the things I'm always dissatisfied with, cause of course everything's online now um, I- because of, of COVID and um, uh I'm always dissatisfied with discussion boards as they're yes. traditionally presented. Like as a student, I didn't like them. Um, I was always frustrated at the lack of instructor presence in the d- discussion yes. board because people would just get say outrageous, you know, things and no one would challenge it or question it or, or offer other perspectives. And um, uh, so I was going to be different when I was a teach when I was a college teacher. Uh, and then I wasn't because <laughs> it's just mind numbing to read um, the, the initial posts are all great, but then everything else is just very uh, variations of agreeing um, without saying, because, you know, you tell them you can't just say, I agree. So they get their source out and they say it in a different way. <laughs> but I anyway, with this statement. Yes, yes. So this, this eight weeks, I've done it differently and it's easy for me to do it this way because I only had about 20 people in this class. So if you had a hundred people in your class, this isn't going to work probably, but Um, so I do a video lecture that they have to watch, or there's a podcast that they listen to, um, or I've done like some interviews with parents to give their perspectives. Mm -hmm. So they watch something like that early in the week. And then by Wednesday, they have to just do a discussion board post about something they thought of while they listened to me or wondered about or surprised them. Although when I gave them the bullet points and I was like, please respond with a question you have something that surprised you da, da, da. then the so a lot of them were like um I don't have any questions nothing surprised me <laughs> that was their post so I had to change that instruction a little bit but anyway so they respond to me on Wednesday and then uh Thursday Friday I respond to their response and then they by Sunday night have to respond to my you know so it's just me and them really having that conversation and it's I'm able to go in so many different directions than if it was just one prompt that everyone was answering. So I get to see what did stand out to them and wonder why, because maybe it's not at all what my intention was, but they've picked Mm -hmm. this one little piece out. And so that's what we get to have the conversation about. And that gives me the opportunity to expand things and to use this intentional language about 
the the amazing work it can be and um, show them other resources outside of textbooks um, that are easily accessible internet you know blogs or or other podcasts or articles and um, I feel like even though I've never met these students I know them so well at this point because of that and one of my favorite things is that at least once every week someone says I never thought of it in that way but now I want to da 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 and that's so much more important to me than if they um, you know turned in the assignment and hit all the rubric right instructions I would much rather have someone say this is causing me to think a little differently than um, regurgitate to me this is what the rubric told me to put on my paper right oh my gosh and can I like I'm sure you thought about this in some way but the, that the process you're describing of talking to these people individually and uh -huh. finding different resources for them and different avenues they can go from potentially just one podcast one uh -huh. media clip is that is exactly what we want to do with young children yeah that right is exactly <laughs> what we want to do is to have these give them all something mm -hmm. and watch where they go with it and right. they might not always express oh i never thought about this in this way uh -huh. But you see them thinking about it in a different way. Yeah, and it's right. beautiful and wonderful. And and an adult who has developed, um, been given permission to, and then developed comfort with thinking in those ways is more likely to provide that kind of an experience for a child, Absolutely. is my hope. <laughs> and then what happens, you know, 20 years in the future when those children that they worked with are now those adults? Yeah. But what does that do for their direct community? What does that do for their society as a whole? Like that yeah. is to me just like the big, beautiful picture that I'm always thinking forward to. Uh -huh. you know, how does how does the day-to-day -day work impact 20 years from now yeah. when they are no longer children? How mm -hmm. does it impact five years from now when they're older children and out of that early childhood age? You know, I'm yeah. in kindergarten right now, so they would be, you know, 10, 11 at that time. How yeah. is what's happening here informing the way they're going to talk to each other, about each other, about ideas, with uh -huh. ideas. What are they going to use this power for? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Amazing. I want to come play. <laughs> <laughs> so like you know, technical, boring housekeeping stuff sure. regarding teaching at the college level. Yeah. Because I think that is important. Yep. Um, would you say, was this like a goal that was always on your mind? Did this sort of fall into your lap? Did you do a lot of networking to get the position you have? Was this a position you had your eye on? Yeah. Um, it's not something I've always wanted to do because I honestly never thought I would get a degree. Like I, um, so I went to college when I was 17 and um, had dropped out after the first semester of my second year. Um got married. My husband was a professional student for a hundred years. So that just never seemed like an option that I would be able to go and get any degree. Um, and also I thought I don't need one cause I'm really good at my job already. <laughs> um, but, it, but I, but I started to, um, I started to lose jobs because I didn't have a degree. Mm. So, um, uh, I sort of had to find some other situations until a scholarship came available so that I could go do these. So I, I would have done nothing without the scholarships that I, that I had. Um, but uh, so maybe somewhere in my bachelor's 
process. I decided it was something I wanted to do. I knew that I had um, a, a talent, but also an excitement for mm-hmm. working with adults who are working with children. Uh, I think it sort of started from a place of ego where um, I know so much now, so I should be telling other people everything I know. Right. Um, and then moved into more of a, okay, so this is something that I, that I can do well and I can have an impact, but it's not necessarily because I know more than everybody else. It's more that I was learning about how adults learned and it was exciting for me to think about, um, to think about that and to be part of it. Um, so, but I, like I said, I went to the same college that I'm teaching at now for my associates and, um, the program chair at the time had been a boss 20 years ago in a different program. So I had that relationship already. Um, and I was kind of, once I, once it became a reality that I could get my master's degree, my goal was actually to get it soon enough so that that program chair who was going to retire would retire at just at the same time that I got my master's. So I could, right. I could apply for that position. Um, but she, uh, she retired early <laughs> and beat me by a semester. Um, but so, so one day um, uh, a co-teacher uh, f- from not a co-teacher, but a teacher from the center I worked at at the time who I didn't really know all that well. And I don't know even how she heard me say this um, was in her, her class at the college and the, pro- the the new program chair was like, we have an adjunct shortage. So if you know anybody, and um, so then this teacher told her that that was my dream job, and it's true. But I don't know how she knew it. Like, I, am I really that open to people that I'm not even really talking to regularly that they all know this? So anyway, that's 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 how I got in. And actually, they because of the shortage and because of the relationship that I already had with people there. Um, they got a waiver. So I was able to teach before I had actually finished my master's. So I taught my first class while I was finishing my last semester, <laughs> my master's degree. So I don't know that that's a track necessarily that a lot of people are going to be able to follow <laughs> to get but that position. But that is, was my is, journey. <laughs> yeah. And it is still, you know, a really important story. Yeah. And I think, I think that does speak a lot to, you know, don't necessarily burn bridges yes you know, exactly. if you're at a, even if you're at a center you don't particularly uh-huh. love and I uh-huh. can really relate to that listeners uh-huh. I know what you're going through it's gonna be okay yes please yeah. don't write a manifesto when you resign <laughs> just give your name and the date oh, I've, I've and- done it both ways because <laughs> you might have a co-teacher like a teacher yes. down the hallway that knew you and that will reach back out or you yes. might have somebody yes. also that you it's become with very clear that I'm running out of options <laughs> in this community. So I need to be very careful. Anyway. Yeah, so, so <laughs> listeners, just like be careful if you're going to, I don't know, like someone you might be listening to, sure. go on right. a podcast and swear on it. Like, right. just like be open about that. If you then tell people you go on podcasts sometimes, like I always give a disclaimer. I'm like, if yeah. you listen, I do swear sometimes. Yeah, I did that in my in my introduction to the class, this this (laughs) class that I'm doing now. um, I, I, you know, I said one of the things I do is host this podcast. um, And one of the women was like, oh, that sounds great. I'm really I'm going to check that out. And I knew that she was from a a church program and that that that, um, 
her faith was very prominent in her own introduction. So I I was like, okay, that's great. But I do swear a lot. I don't know how you feel about swearing, but I want to get that out there. What a thoughtful way to care for the members of your community. (laughs) Podcast Heather is different from instructor Heather. (laughs) Yes. No, it's, it's the same with me. And like Sam goes on podcast, Samantha goes to work. (laughs) Different people. (laughs) That's perfect. Perfect. So what would you say, like, is there, is there one moment so far in your teaching of adults journey that like sticks out to you, either good or bad, but one thing that mm-hmm. you, like a story you want to share, just something that, you know, has really impacted you yeah. as you've been on this journey of teaching adults? Yeah. Um, so here's the funny answer. I, um, the college requires APA style papers. Right. And so that's how their assignment was supposed to be turned in. And one, um, one of the students turned in her, her assignment um, just as a word, a plain old word document, and then typed the very last line of her assignment was, I don't know what APA is, so I didn't do that part. <laughs> I admire the honesty. Right? <laughs> that that's is... just all out there. Because... <laughs> That's what we want children to do, right? If you don't know something, just oh tell God. us. I wish, yeah. I wish you would have said earlier. Yeah, right. So I was like, um, well, I, I gave you links. I provided examples. You could have emailed me. Let's talk before the next one is due. <laughs> but bless her heart. She just put it out there for me. I love that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> um. And, and so the other one, that, and because it's most recent, maybe is why it stands out the most. There's been lots of good moments. Like I have had, I think, really good connections that I see being made. I've got a woman in my class right now who was in the first class I taught last fall. And um, I, I so loved having her in class uh, because she was so open to things. And she would mm-hmm. bring things up in discussion the next week that we had sort of mentioned the first week in a way that showed that it was really connecting for her and then she sort of disappeared um and she's in my class this semester and she said yeah I, it, it was hard for me to get into college learning and um but I'm back and I've got it on and anyway she's just so open to everything and um and uh willing to see things from a different perspective and Um, And then just talk about it. Like, that's the part I like is that she comes back and then says, here's what I think differently about now. And here's what I wonder now that I'm thinking differently. And that's like, yes, that's all I really need here. (laughs) But, um, but also in this semester, I used, um, I used an interview that I did with Dan Hodgins Mm -hmm. uh, that I had originally done for my guidance class that I did over the summer, but we did it, um, I can't remember. Oh, because there was probably a guidance unit in this intro class. Anyway, um, so I used the interview between Dan and I, and one woman in the discussion of it then said something. She's a center director in a mm-hmm. class, and she was like, I had to keep pausing because all these ideas for what we could do in the center tomorrow were, were popping up for me. So I had to keep pausing it, and it took me like three hours to get through this interview. <laughs> So then I was like, well, don't try everything all at once, you know, but that just that, that idea of the immediate connection um, was really fun for me, exciting for me, fulfilling, gratifying, validating. That is, 
And that's so important, right? Yeah. You because you deserve to be in a job that does that for you. <laughs> and the fact the fact that you're getting that from yeah. this position, like that just tells me you are you are where you are needed. You are where yeah. you deserve to be. I'm just yeah. so excited to hear that. Oh God. Like, well, thank you for framing it in that way because you know, I've got the full-time job at at Purdue, which is not teaching. Um, and then this community college gig is a side job. And so I'm doing my full-time job at Purdue plus three classes a semester as adjunct faculty. Seems really crazy every time I say it out loud. But what you just said, what you just described is exactly what keeps me (laughs) wanting to do it. Um, Because that's, that's the piece that I get that sort of professional satisfaction from. I love my job at Purdue, um, but I, I'm not doing, I'm not able to use my full self in that position. Um, because of the nature of it, that's not a complaint in case anyone from work is listening. Um, <laughs> but it, but I do just, be, I feel like I'm able to use more of me in this other job teaching at the college. Yeah. We should all be so lucky to have a professor <laughs> like you. Oh, yeah. Oh, second, a last question. Do they call you professor? Some of them do. Um, uh, yeah, some of them do. And you know, it's mostly in writing now. Right. So right. It's usually on the cover page of their APA paper that I they they say <laughs> Professor Burnt Santi um, or Doctor Burnt Santi I get and I, I have that. to I correct was, them. I was just going to ask you do do you want to become Doctor Burnt Santi? No, because that that in the seems like a lot of work, and I don't want to move anywhere. That's fair. Um, to do that, and um, so I don't I don't think that a PhD gets me anything that I can't do now. Right. You know, the community college is really I'm not into the research and the publications and the academia stuff. I just, I want to teach at this community college. So I don't think so. Um, but I, I, I correct them, but I always have a moment of <laughs> I'm a professor. Um, but that reminds me of another funny thing. Um, so they did the cover page and um, they said, Heather burnt Santi, but spelled it B U R N T. So Love in it. the little comment on the document, I said, I just corrected it. I wrote Heather b-e-r-n-t in all caps hyphen santi and so on every paper going forward she capitalized burnt in the middle and i never knew if that's because she thought that's what i wanted or if she was just being a smart ass and i kind of hope she was just being a smart ass because it's right, a funnier like a story bit. that way but yeah i was every week i'd be like oh my God, look at this there it was now i'm not gonna think of you as heather burnt burnt santi <laughs> Yes, I think or you all should. Maybe it stands for something. The B. Oh, it's an acronym. R-N-G. She's probably an worked acronym. out an acronym for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I, lo- I, I love it. Yeah. I am. Th- thank you for sharing your stories. I have no other questions really oh, about it. That's Those okay. Are, know, this like, was so fun. Thank you for <laughs> suggesting it. Um, uh, you know, I love to talk about myself. <laughs> So I don't know and why I think you deserve a chance. comfortable to have people turn the tables on me, but, um, but keep going. Anything about yourself you want to wrap up with? <laughs> well, right now myself is hungry and myself has been talking for three hours. So, um, I should probably go, go eat in silence, eat and be silent <laughs> and have a drink of something, but this was great, Sam. Thank you. And thank you for the idea. Of course. And, thank uh, you. It's really helpful. Yeah. I might, um, I might be hijacking a couple of childcare bar and grills here in the next few days. So I might see you again soon. You might. Yeah. (laughs) Jeff just sent me all the, all the dates and people. So I'm just going to choose who to jump in with. Yeah. 
you're just thrown at them. I'm like, ah. Yeah. I was like, what are the topics? He was like, I don't know. <laughs> classic. You're really classic fast Jeff. and loose these days. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, thank you, Sam, for spending you. uh, your very early Saturday morning with me and, uh, and just being fun to talk to and smart. Thanks. That makes me feel nice. Oh, good. Thank and you, Dr. Bert Santi. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and congratulations on being a master. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Please don't yeah. trust my takes. I am an expert <laughs> in nothing. All right. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. And that's the show. Now go get your nerd on. has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.